Well, if you're a fan of do or die situations, if you're a fan of Pat's Interference, this is the podcast for you. Episode 21 of year three. Now, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back. It's do or die time for Alabama. They got a gift by getting in the playoffs. Brick and I are going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Ohio State not getting in the playoffs, what happened to Auburn, that and so much more. Big episode right here. This is Pat's Interference. Let's get going. What is good, everybody? Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama. That's your four Pat's Interference coming to you since we last talked to you. Alabama's lost the Iron Bowl. I uh, had a really bad... Uh, seven-day period where it looked like uh, our rivals might make it in. And then, lo and behold, the Red Sea parts, everything falls into place. The cards fall as they may, and, well, we got we got a, we got got yet another uh, help into the playoff. Um, I'm Patrick Brickman. I'm Patrick Noy. Brick, let me ask you. Let me ask you right quick. 2011, the loss to LSU, the bounce back and win. 2012, the night where uh, – well, I guess 2011 it happened too. Two years in a row, two teams go down the week before the Iron Bowl to get Alabama into the championship game. Then you've got this season. Out of all of these, as far as getting into the postseason, which season is most memorable and most like, wild for you? I still think the 2011 Iowa State beating yeah. Oklahoma State, who was I'd killing agree. everybody with Brandon Whedon and... Uh, uh, Squidward. Um, Brandon Whedon and uh, the, the the receiver that didn't do anything for the Jags. Um, Black uh, Blackman. Yeah, Justin Blackman. Yeah. You know, they were killing everybody that season. That was, And then it led to a BCS National Championship, two SEC teams. Beautiful. But I, I was telling you after this happened, dude, I get it. I, yeah. get, I, get, I get why people hate us. For sure. Even when even we fell forward into the playoff. Yes. Right? We fell forward into the playoff. We're not here to talk today about the Iron Bowl. We're not going to make you relive that because, to be frank, we're It doesn't matter. It, it just doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. And the thing is, we get a bye week out of it. The, yeah, the, that's exactly what I was about to say. The funny thing is, out of how terrible it was, and how awful the phone call you and I had after that game was just miserable. I mean, we sounded like someone had just kicked our families across the country. I mean, it was awful. But it just doesn't matter. Now it works out best. We get a bye week out of it. You get another week to get your players healthy. You now get a month to prepare for the. I mean, hands down, number one team in the nation. Uh, match. But I, I don't think that there's a better team in this playoff uh, more equipped to handle Clemson's offense. You would say we're that team? I'd say we're those guys. I, I don't know of a better defense in this playoff than Alabama. Ooh, well, I would say Clemson might might have an argument Ooh, there. Right, well, obviously, really good defenses that's what I mean. One abysmal one. That's what I mean. Is Obviously, it's not going to be Oklahoma. I don't think Georgia's defense is better than Alabama's. I don't think Alabama's is quite as good as Clemson, but that's what I'm saying is I think if there's one team that's going to stop Clemson, it's got to be Alabama. I wasn't saying they're better than Clemson. I'm not that delusional. Uh, no, I understand. Well, and no, actually, if you look at it, we are number one in points allowed. We're number one in yards per rush. We're we're high up in a lot, most categories. Right. Uh, one, two, or three. Um, the Even the rushing yards per attempt, we're number two, even though we've let a couple teams run all over us the past three weeks. But... No, 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 no. Alabama's defense is still very good, and they were banged up, and, and they've been um, exposed to a point, but not when you expose Alabama's defense, we're not talking what Oklahoma's been giving up. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, there's a reason that Alabama opened as a one-point favorite against Clemson. Our Clemson preview will be coming uh, a little bit before Christmas. We got a couple weeks before the game, but we do really in this podcast mainly just want to talk about all the scenarios that 
led up to Alabama being named the fourth team. First, I got to ask you though, were you watching the selection show? Uh, I was, I was. We had a women's basketball game, um, but I was able to sneak down. Our our donors kind of have this uh, sort of sectioned off area in the arena where they're uh, arena <laughs> in the gym. Let's call it what it is. I, I love High Point. We don't have an arena, um, but with a gym that's sort of downstairs in a sectioned off area. They had the TV on. Uh, the picks, I think, started at 12.30. I was down there at 12.31 and back upstairs by 12.34 for the game. Uh, so, you know, it was it was very nerve-wracking. Here's my thing, <clears throat> and it, you'll all have to excuse me. I'll be doing that a lot. I've got a chest cold right now. But anyway, uh, you and I have both worked in television. You are right. working in it currently. Uh, we both know about rundowns. We both know about what viewers watch, what you need to do to get ratings and things like that. Uh, let me ask you something. If you were going to format that show, would you have it at the 30-minute mark or would you have it earlier than that, the reveal? Well, they, did, they set it up. They claimed they didn't have the rankings, right? Mm-hmm. They said we don't have it. The we don't have hogwash. it. They're going to give it to us. I, I actually, I honestly didn't buy that either. I thought it was still all to and, and it was perfectly coded. And they said once we get them, It'll take a couple minutes, and our graphics guy is going to... No, 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 no. It doesn't no. take another 15 minutes to build that graphic. I'm, I'm sorry. Get, yeah. they, get, they have the best graphics guys in the business besides you. So. And, thank you, and the best graphics... I know the system they were using. I know the it's exact a, it's a dragon. software. It's honestly a drag-and-drop, and they knew the top yes. three teams already. So it's uh, a drag-and-drop no. if you're it's not even. It's State. not even a drag-and-drop. They already have the two graphics pre-made, ready to fire. It's literally about typing in four code numbers depending on who gets in and hitting enter that's it <laughs> okay but all that aside even all the suspense they knew nobody was going to change the channel once they had us we were in okay, here's but, here's my so, thing so they do the top three and they take forever to do the top three even with, though we all knew who it was when they're about to slide the graphic of number four where was your stomach at the time um i, I had a pretty good feeling alabama was going to get in honestly um i think i was one of the few but a, we've seen it work out in Alabama's favor so many times. And let me say this, too. I A lot of people are saying there's not a right decision here. I don't think there's really a wrong decision here. I'm going to go the different I'm going to go the opposite way. All right. Obviously, you pick Alabama just from an objective perspective. Uh, you pick Alabama. You've got a one-loss team whose one loss was on the road at their rival their last week of the season. Uh, a 12-point loss, which isn't great, but... Um, that team made it to the SEC championship game. And that team was your, you know, in the lot at that time was ranked sixth. So you've got a number one Alabama going down to a number six Auburn. You have an Ohio State who's unranked uh, opponent in Iowa beat them by 30. Their other losses to a playoff team. But they won a conference championship. So you either put in the conference champion with what you, I guess, could call a fluky loss. Uh, or you put in a one-loss non-conference champion that has been tested and proven themselves over time. Um, I'm not even going to let you call that a fluky loss. A fluky loss is a three-point loss to Iowa. 31 sure. points is a major problem. I agree. I agree. But they're also the conference champion. I, I'm sorry. Let me go back. I never finished my TV spiel. Here's what you do. All right? Let me. right? I'm going to fix this right now, me being a producer that I am, the great producer that I am, he said sarcastically. You come in, you do a five-minute intro, right? What do we think? What do we think? What do we think? I'm this person, this person, this person. This is why I'm qualified to talk about this. Five minutes, you go to a two-minute commercial break. That's 12.07. You come back 
uh, you know, you do a little bit of, all right, who's in, why do you think that? Why do you think that? Why do you think that you go till about, I don't know, 12, 12, right? You give us another five minutes. You come out of break at 12, 14. I want those playoff spots at 12, 15. One minute well, is set up. That's and what they, that's what they do week to week park. when they do the top. That's what they normally do when they and reveal it, the top. It 25. works beautifully, and I don't know why you don't hammer it in that C block. But anyway, back to the actual root of the discussion. That's how I'd fix it. You can agree with me or not. I understand why they do it the way they do it, and honestly, I'm being a little pissy about it. But that's how I would do it. That's how I would go about it. Uh, anyway, you've got all these different opinions coming in. You've got all these people saying, "Well, now conference championships don't matter," which honestly, yeah, kinda. You've got all these people saying, well, we need to expand it to eight teams. Well, no, we just need to get rid of conference divisions. Brick, is there a way to fix this, or is this something that even needs to be fixed? Because remember, everybody thought the BCS was great. Everybody thought, But nobody's ever happy either. All these Ohio State fans, all these Big Ten fans are now saying, oh, well, if we had a computer, this wouldn't be an issue. Well, if we had a computer. Well, the reason we're in the playoff system is because you all hated the computer. So here's what is problem. it? What is the fix, here's or the, does it need to be about fixed? Ohio State. They're the one team this year that isn't really qualified to complain about this because of mm. the precedent that they set last year, right? They had the same exact situation. It was them or Penn State. Penn State won the conference, but they had an ugly, ugly, ugly loss midseason to Michigan. Uh, Ohio State had less losses, but because they lost to Penn State, didn't get into the didn't get into the conference championship. Right. Same thing. Alabama lost to Auburn. They didn't get to theirs. Um, uh, Ohio State did, but they had the ugly loss to Iowa. So they were the one that that bucked the trend last year. Jumped the two loss team that won the conference. Um, this year, it just is a bigger deal because it's between Alabama and Ohio State, and there's this fatigue that goes on with it. Now everybody wanted to see Alabama fall. Everybody wanted to see Alabama in a regular New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, people don't want us to see us in the playoff because they don't want us to have a chance. You know, they don't want to see us win the national championship. That's not fun. I um, the re- go ahead. So, this is what I told you, and this is what I told you back when we used to talk about how do you leave out Alabama and okay. First, I'm going to go on a quick sidebar. How funny is it that when we were talking about Alabama versus Georgia, uh, we were going, you know, if Alabama is the one seed, you can't leave Georgia out. Well, they're the three and four seed. They still got in yeah. very different way than right. we ever imagined. Right. But um, no, but this is what we said back when we were talking about that. You know, well, what is what is the rhetoric of what their job is, right? Sure, their job, what are they doing? At the end of the day, you can give them the bullet points on the things they say. That's all horse crap. At the end of the day, their mission, their mission statement really, is to get the best four teams at the end of the season into the playoff. Best four teams at the end of the season, right now. That's what their job is. So that's what they had to look at. Yeah. I don't know. Ohio State's playing pretty well. The funny thing is, had they beaten Wisconsin by 14, oh, sure. 20, and looked good doing it, yeah. I think it would have been a lot easier. But they won, because they won a sloppy six-point game, uh, they fumbled a lot. It had that weird uh, turf problem. It just was a sloppy finish, and it, was it wasn't weird. super inspiring. It was very weird. I, I, and I, You know, I th- you know, you look at all the metric stats too, and that's that's something that a lot of people keep saying. You look at the metric stats for Wisconsin; they weren't that good. I mean, they were good. Don't get me wrong; they went undefeated. But when you actually look at the numbers, they ran the ball well, and everything else was average. It was average. It was middle of the pack. You know, so you've got 
a team that struggled in their conference championship against a team that was what I just called middle of the pack. I know that's going to make a lot of Wisconsin fans mad, as if any of them listen to this, but it's true. Prove me wrong. Show me a time in the season where you weren't middle of the packet statistically. Other than rushing offense. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the big things is that people are saying, well, you know, how come Alabama doesn't get docked the same way that Wisconsin does? They have very similar resumes. They both have one loss to a good team at the end of the year. Uh, And other than that, they don't have very many good wins, right? Here's the problem. Here's where I think that falls flat. Look at the the performance of the teams, right? Mm -hmm. Wisconsin won all the games, but look at how they rank and stack up to the rest of the country. Like we mentioned at the top of the podcast, Alabama's ranked between one and five in almost every single major statistical defensive category. Yes. And they're in the top 20 in offense, even though we're mad at our offense right now. We've had a good offense this year. It's yes. not been perfect, and we're livid at it. Uh, we're hoping things change. But at the same time, it's actually been good if you compare it to some of the other teams, most of the other teams in the country. That's right. where it falls flat, the eye test. The thing That's that, where it goes. The thing that made me most angry about all this break is people are saying, oh, well, what are Alabama's good wins? And they point to LSU and Mississippi State. And it, it stinks because you can go back and listen to the first couple episodes of year three. Alabama-Florida State was the game that opening weekend that everybody most, most watched. game ever. It was the best – people called it the best opening week in college football history – and Alabama-Florida State was the marquee matchup of that game. Now, I know Florida State's season didn't wind up how everybody thought it would. But here's the thing. Why did that not happen? Because there's one big thing that happened in that game that everybody just kind of seems to ignore and then just acts like Florida State just completely pooped the bed. They don't even do that. They act like we scheduled a cupcake on purpose with Florida State. Yes. Uh, they lost a Heisman contender. A lot of people's Heisman favorite this year in the third quarter of that game and then had to start a true freshman who is about, I don't know, as tall as Brick and as skinny as me. Uh, so it's not like they just sucked all year. And I'm really sick of seeing that. Everywhere you look, it's, oh, Alabama doesn't have any good wins. Really? Because we beat the number three team in the nation to start off the year, which is traditionally the game we suck in. We suck in two games every single year, Brick. The first game of the season, the game after LSU. And what uh, two – what? Am I wrong? I mean, well, I don't know that we always suck. We haven't lost the – Nick Saban's never lost an opener, and we did kind of beat USC 55-6 to last year. Yeah, what was the score at halftime? 14-6? Yeah, what was the score of the Wisconsin good. game the year before that? We were up by 10? We were pretty, we were pretty big on them. At halftime? No. We're we're now we're we're I'm, I'm, we're picking straws. I get I understand. Do your you point. do you get my point? I understand your point. And what two weeks are everybody not really looking at right now? Is everybody not looking at right now? The opening week and the week after LSU. Oh, Mississippi State's a good win, but they barely beat them. Yeah, we were beat half to hell. We had just lost our defensive captain. We went on the road in a tough environment and won in the last thirty six seconds. We drummed LSU. We beat the tar out of Florida State in the second half. You know, I, I just I don't know where people get off thinking, oh, well, Alabama just sucked its schedule. Also, the schedule's out two years in advance, three years in advance. How are we supposed to know that Florida State's going to suck or LSU's going to suck or Tennessee's going to get this bad? Because at the time the schedule came out, those teams were all supposed to be really good. 
So don't act like you're punishing Alabama for scheduling cupcakes like they're the only team that does it. That's another thing is, oh, well, they, they played Mercer in Fresno State. Yeah, Fresno State's a top 25 team now. And uh, if you go and look at the week before rivalry week, everybody plays a cupcake. Auburn yeah, played they, ULM. Ohio State played UNLV, who, uh, again, if we're talking metrics, is a worse team than Mercer. Yes. So I just – I don't know. It's it's frustrating for me to hear people say things like that. And I feel like at the beginning of the season, if you would have set everybody down, you would have been some sort of clairvoyant, let's say, where you just – you knew what happened at the end of the season up until this point, and you set the voters down in a room, the committee down in a room. You didn't give them team names. You said Team A has done this, Team B has done this, Team C has done this, Team D has done this. The four playoff teams. Everyone puts Alabama in, and it's not a question if they are Team B or Team C, just a generic name. But it's because of the name Alabama across that it's got Nick Saban, and oh gosh, he's ruining football. They've ruined football. They've ruined the SEC. So what? They're a good team. They are a good team, and Rasillo went off on it a little bit this week, kind of like I'm doing right now, where he basically said every single personality on ESPN, CBS, Fox wants to take their shot at Alabama or wants to take their shot at Ohio State. There's not a single person that's sitting there going, oh, well, yeah, it's a tough decision. Either team either deserved to get in or either team didn't deserve to get in. Well, then who did? You're going to tell me that a three-loss Auburn deserves to get in? They don't. You're going to tell me Miami deserves to get in? Absolutely not. Wisconsin, they just proved that they're going to get killed by a team that we're already saying it doesn't deserve it. So why are you sitting here teeing off on Alabama like they're the worst thing to ever happen in college football? I get it. People are tired of them. I mean, but the wind blows hardest at the mountaintop. That's just it. Why do people hate the Yankees? Because they've won it 20-some-odd times. Why do people hate the Patriots and Bill Belichick? Because they win all the time. It's just... I will say this, though. I actually I also think that our name is what helped us get in. I think if it was Ohio State versus... Eh, eh, at the end of the year, you're looking at some other team from some other conference. Sure. Let's say uh, Oregon. Yeah, Kansas State. Somebody random like that. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But at the same time, the the backlash and the reaction would not be the same if it were a, you know... Texas, or it's somebody like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, somebody it's, that people are rooting for to, to to get good again, or somebody that people want to see succeed. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's, just somebody the, different. The, and I know this is such an arbitrary thing to talk about right now, but it needs to be talked about because it, it's such. There's becoming such a bias against Alabama. I mean, we lose to the uh, we lose the Iron Bowl to Auburn. You would have thought it's Christmas morning for the rest of the college football world. I mean, people were posting sad Alabama fan photos for the next six days. I know fans of, like, Kansas basketball who were excited about it. Fans of Syracuse football who were thrilled that Alabama had lost. Oh, I have a friend on Facebook that he doesn't, he doesn't watch a single college football game of the whole year, ever. He's a huge Atlanta Falcons fan. He, can't, he doesn't like college. He's one of those guys. He prefers the NFL, more power to him. Sure. But when Alabama loses... All over. He posts a ton of pictures about it. It's just because he knows some Alabama fans. It's just, it's just, I don't know. And I know we're obviously biased. I get that. You and I are obviously biased. I'm not going to sit here and act like we've got a completely objective opinion. But at some point, 
you have to appreciate what they've done. They're the only team to make it each of the four years. Someone called them the most uh, consistently overrated team in the NCAA. All right, how are you going to say that about a team that's made it to the national championship back-to-back years? One at one of those years. They've had four in the past, what, seven? We're five yards and ten seconds away from having it be five of the last seven? No, you're absolutely right about that. It's just um, how, how can you say they're consistently overrated? I just don't get. I'm sorry. I know I'm teeing off. That's but, that's, a, that's just a dumb hot take. That's somebody trying to. That's somebody trying. But that's to all it is anymore. There. Brick is just dumb hot takes. That's it. They haven't lost more than one game in uh, three years. They haven't lost more than two since 2010. They haven't lost more than three since 2008, and that was when Nick Saban got there. It is since wh- 2007. Sorry. It is Wednesday morning. 12.55 a.m. where I am, around 12.55. And I have yet to see, after a Sunday selection show, I have yet to see any analysis about the upcoming playoff games for either game, Oklahoma and Georgia, which we're going to get to in a second, or Alabama and Clemson. I've seen no analysis of what each team needs to do, how they need to prepare, injury reports, status reports, nothing. I have People seen, don't click on that. That's no, the problem. People exactly. don't click on that. I have seen nothing but... Alabama didn't deserve to get in, Ohio State did, or the committee got it right because Ohio State's terrible, which isn't true. I don't think anyone's sitting here saying that Ohio State's not a top 10 team. I don't think they're a playoff team, but I don't think they're out of the top 10. I I don't know another four or five teams that are better than Ohio State. Here's a a third team I got kind of tired of hearing of because it's it's the easy, simple cop-out, right? I'm voting Republican. I'm voting Democrat. I'm voting third party. I'm voting Ralph Nader. What do you, I, I'm voting Alabama. I'm voting Ohio State. I'm voting UCF. Yep. Don't give me that. Don't give me UCF. No. Come, don't give we, me UCF. We I'm said sorry it. to the, the group of five conferences, but we said I, I, it I jokingly. think Auburn handles them. Yeah, we said it jokingly around the office because one of my good office coworkers who is very knowledgeable about college football and made a very strong case for Ohio State. He's an Ohio State fan. You made a very strong case for them last week, and we kind of looked at each other and just started laughing at one point. We were like, look, let's just put UCF in. Let's just see what happens. Let's just let all of the group of five conferences have their say, let them get in once, let them get trounced, and then we never have to hear about it again. Now, you know what people say to that? Boise, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Houston at Florida State. Mm, preach. I mean, they, they, get, they do. They get it. But, no, I mean, it's just – come on. It's uh, – uh, Oklahoma would hang 90 on UCF. I'm sorry. Yes, I agree. If, if they wanted to, if they didn't want to slow down in the second half, Baker Mayfield would put 90 up on UCF. I agree. No, okay. Um, so, and I will acknowledge, Ohio State has several compelling arguments. They have arguments that go directly against Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, which what people need to hear is that it does go both ways, and this was a tough decision. I think they got it right. Uh, you think they got it right. I do. Now, this is what led to this. Uh, since we haven't real, well, we kind of did. It, it was okay. So two things, one of two things, really needed to happen. Unless all chaos broke loose and Clemson lost and and and, and a bunch of teams lost. Yeah, TCU it was beat TCU Oklahoma, needed to right. beat Oklahoma. If once that didn't happen, the only way Alabama gets in, like we mentioned, is Wisconsin losing, but not by too much. Yes, and that's, so that's exactly what, what happened. The situation. And at the beginning of the game, I was worried. I was worried. Ohio State went up early and didn't look like they were going to slow down. And then somewhere around halftime, it kind of petered out, and then Wisconsin made a charge. 
Um, and then I was afraid Wisconsin would come back and win it. Right. And I think exactly what needed to happen happened. I mean, we were at a, a little sports bar Saturday night. Um, then we'd be playing UCF. Right. And I was I was looking up at the TV, and I was like, this is, you know, fourth and 20 for Wisconsin. I said, unless they convert here and win this, I think Alabama's in the playoff. Because um, I just didn't see the committee watching that game saying, yes, Ohio State deserves to be here. Um, now let me ask you another thing before we get into Oklahoma, Georgia, cause I don't want to neglect them at all. Um, either program or anything like that. I want to get into that game next. How, what's, what's the fix? What's the fix? Do you go to an 18 playoff and make, cause that's, I mean, obviously that's the easiest, right? That's what a lot of yeah, people that's, say. That's the, the quickest. That's the simplest is saying, is all right, Let's expand it to eight teams. You get your conference champions in. The power fives are all in. And you get three at-large bids. They'd probably go two at-large and the best group of five team gets to play the one seed. The one Why? seed gets to play the group of five. Why? Why does to the group of five it. get guaranteed? To just all of it. Just end it. I, I don't like that because then you're, you're, you're doing what we're already doing this year is we're snubbing a team that doesn't deserve to be snubbed. Right, and then, but this year the argument would have been UCF versus USF. Uh, last year would have been Houston versus I don't even remember which teams are good at the. I think USF as well. Yeah, um, but that's what I, I mean. Think if, if they went a team, they'd go with that. Though. If it's if at large, two, if it's at large, does it matter if it's Power Five or Group of Five? Maybe not. If you get Probably three not, at larges, I mean that's, you know, all right. So that's the theory that I I kind of fall in line with. Is all right. You want to guarantee it? Guarantee you want conference championships to matter? All right. Expand it to eight, guarantee five, give three at large. I like that even more, even though it does water down the regular season even more. It uh, does. It, it helps Alabama because I really just, even when they don't win the SEC, I really have a hard time. A two-loss Alabama doesn't fall outside the top eight most seasons. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, and, I mean, like, if you look at it this year, all right, so you've got your conference champions, which would have been um, – Excuse me, which would have been Clemson. Georgia, USC, Georgia, Clemson. USC, yep, yep. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Ohio State. All right. So then you've got to pick between Auburn, Wisconsin, Alabama, or USC. Well, USC won there, so you'd be throwing – Oh, Auburn right, right. So Penn State and Miami. Washington and Miami in there and Penn State. Um. Or do you have UCF leapfrog a Miami team that just got trounced in their conference championship? Washington, who doesn't really deserve it. So then it's easy. It's UCF. This year they would be putting UCF in. And that's easy. I, I just don't get why that's hard. I, I don't I don't know. I don't understand it. And I think the AP poll get it right, too. That's something that people always just stop looking at when the college football rankings come out. I like the AP poll. I trust it. They've got Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Auburn, USC, Penn State, UCF. That's your top ten. The only teams I would flip are probably uh, UCF and Penn State. So the other fix is to get rid of the committee and go back to Computers 100. No. Computers set this up. No. Which would be bad as well. No, that's horrible. Why? Because the computers, the computers can't take – the reason they put the committee in is because there's these intangible things that the computers can't account for, yes. which part of that is the eye test. Yeah. I No, I agree with you. And I, I, I don't know where that conversation started coming in because it's like people get amnesia and don't remember five years ago when people were begging for the BCS to get banned. People were so sick of the BCS. It was the worst thing ever. It was horrible. And it, it just doesn't 
where why why are we going back to computers just doesn't i i don't get it so that's no i like four i think people should just sometimes realize that this is sports and there's never a black and white right, right. uh you know would 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 the 85 bears beat the 2007 patriots i don't know let me ask you something i don't know let me ask you something pick between the 18 playoff that we just came up with or the 14 playoff what are you going with I think eventually, once the TV deal's done, I think at some point college football does move to an. Well, no, that's not what I'm asking. What What do you think is best for college football? Oh, what do I prefer? Right. I would go eight team. Yeah, I, I, still I would, would too. I would, but too. only marginally better. I think it only makes it marginally better because it's clearer. It just is. It is, and I'm I'm sorry, but you know, on the last argument that I heard, and this is a good transition into Georgia, is. Okay, well, Oklahoma suffered a 30-point loss. So did Georgia. All right. Georgia then avenged that loss by beating the team that beat them by, what, 14? Is that right? The final score of the Georgia-Auburn game? It was 28-7. It was 21. Okay, so 20. Yeah, even worse. So they avenged their loss. Ohio State, it, it sucks that they never got the chance, but that should tell you how bad that loss is that the team that beat them, they didn't even see again the rest of the season. Right. So how can you sit there and say, okay, well, yeah, but I know that Ohio State had one more loss, but their one more loss was to Oklahoma, and it was a 30-point loss. So if you just take that out, no, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. I think the four teams that are in deserve to be in, period. Now let's move to Georgia-Oklahoma. What I think – I want to talk – can I talk about Georgia real quick? Go for it. Uh, Before we go into Georgia-Oklahoma, the game. Um, because there's something I really did want to mention. This is this is my kind of little hot takey thinking after the after the the whole thing happened. Um, all right, so obviously all the discussion was Alabama and Ohio State, which is all the discussion we've had so far on this podcast. And the only reason that exists is because the leader of college football, ESPN, that's all they that's the only conversation they've come up with. Right. But that what that forces is a situation where nobody else thinks about anything. Nobody else tries to think outside the box. Luckily, you're listening to Pat's Interference, and these are two guys that always think outside the box. It's the only box we know how to think. Out, Why was there was no contention over the number one seed? Mm. No, at all. Why, why did we just hand it to Clemson, right? And it just kind of became common knowledge that over since Alabama lost the Iron Bowl, that common knowledge is Clemson's one. But why is that? I don't, who, would I don't, you, who would you put as one? The other teams have arguments. That's the thing. What, right? what other team has an argument? Well, don't get mad at me as I list the argument here. If you, okay? I Clemson, swear. No, just listen to my arguments. I'm not going to say which one I believe in. I'm just saying fans of other teams do have an argument here, right? So Clemson lost to Syracuse, which we know. Clemson's right. looked very good since that loss, but they lost to Syracuse. Um, there's a metric that ESPN loves to use all the time called strength of record. Um, it means the teams you've beaten, the metrics, 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 and this means you're the best team in the country. Oklahoma's one in that. Georgia is the only team besides UCF that's beaten every single team on their schedule this season. Why is Georgia not one? And SEC, they beat every team they've played this year. Why can't they be number one? But it's just, look, Clemson's number one. And ESPN doesn't there's, – there's no discussion about it because there's only one hot topic that everybody's allowed to talk and tweet about. But I'm going – Georgia fans should be going, we beat everybody on our schedule. We avenged our loss. We played bad. We turned around and slapped him in the face. We showed we're a team that can adjust. 
We're show the team that's grown in two short weeks. We grew. We grew. We closed the gap, right? We lost by 20-something, then we won by 20-something. And then Oklahoma could be going, well, we have the best offense in the no. country. I'm, you know, just listen. I'm not saying – I'm not arguing saying that that's true. I'm just saying there's an argument to be had that should be a discussion. But all anybody wanted to talk about is how one of these two blue bloods doesn't deserve to be in and their fans should be ashamed that they're in. That's my point. I, I like I like that. I like that, that the other teams are getting snubbed because of a, a – let's call it what it is. It's a pissing contest, period. That's what this is. Um Here's the thing to answer your question. Clemson loses on the road at Syracuse after losing their quarterback at halftime by three. All right. Oklahoma loses against a okay Iowa State team by seven at home, giving up 38 points. The next week, they squeak by Texas by five, future employer. Uh, The next week, they squeak by Kansas State on the road by seven. Their next close game is uh, against Oklahoma State, where they gave up fifty-two points. That's why they're not number one. Their no, defense no, is you. awful. I'm just saying they had an argument. Their argument would have been that we have the strength of record. I do think Georgia's is much more compelling. I'm just going I, yeah. To teams out. There. I like Georgia's better. Uh, at the same time, I'm not. I just don't. I don't know how you look at that Clemson season and just don't think they're number one period it's just their game the game they lost they lost their quarterback at halftime and if we're saying well that's a huge hindrance for florida state what do you think it is for clemson that's massive to them and then they lost by three and i know syracuse didn't win another game the rest of the season i know i've heard that a thousand times but clemson was the best team in their conference they showed that they beat uh, or their division, and then they show that they're the best team in the conference by kicking the ass of Miami. Miami scored three points, and it was on the third-string Clemson defense. Um, So that's why I put them at one, and I, I have no issue with that whatsoever. Um, I, I really don't either. My I agree with Why does nobody talk I about agree it? with you. Yeah, I agree with you there. Why Why was it not discussed? Because um, that's, that's – Hogwash. You don't think Georgia wants to play in Louisiana? That'd be much easier for them. Yeah. They have to go out to California. No, they got to go out to LA. You're right. Um, so let me ask you Georgia's defense, not really known this season for being this high octane, rip them up, tear them up defense. They're good. They're good. But they're not stopping Baker Mayfield good. Can Georgia's no, offense squeak enough points in? to pull off the upset and beat Oklahoma. See, Georgia's jumped from, I can't remember, I think they've jumped to being favored. I think there was a big outrage today because both teams are currently favored in Vegas. Um, here's, here's. I'm going to say something similar about Georgia that I would have said about Alabama and Auburn, right? Because of what the way Auburn's offense was playing at the time and the way, obviously, Baker Mayfield and that offense is playing at the time, he's about to win the dang Heisman. Um He's uh I would say Georgia needs to put up thirty plus. Mm. Their defense is good enough to slow down Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has not played a defense as good as Georgia's this season. Uh we've seen many, many times in college football history over the last decade that a lot of times that these offenses from the Big Twelve, the Pac twelve, uh once they run into a 
SEC defense or an ACC defense that's really killing it at the time, they get slowed down a little bit. Um, Georgia's defense is good at getting pressure. Uh, their their linebackers uh, won the Linebacker of the Year award, same award that Reuben Foster won last year. Roquan Smith, I think, is his name. Um, so they're very good, and they're very well coached, obviously, by Kirby Smart and uh, their defensive coordinator that Tennessee is currently looking at. What's his name? Anyway. Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker, thank you. 30 is the number I give their offense, right? Which is completely feasible. Georgia runs the ball very, very well. And when called upon this past week, um, Jake from State Farm kind of showed us he can complete some passes when he needs to. He's done it all season. He's kind of like A.J. McCarron was in 2011. Not stellar, young, unknown commodity, but when he's called upon, he's made the plays he's needed to and his team's winning ball games. 30 points. That's what they need. 30. 30. 30 plus. And that's that's at minimum, right? They might need 40, but 30 plus is the is the starting. I think I think Oklahoma puts up at least 28. Is kind of what I'm saying. I think they get at least four touchdowns in this game. Yeah. Maybe more. They might score 50, but I think 20 28 is the floor in my mind for an Oklahoma team right now. Right. Right. Um <laughs> it's it's going to be a wild one. It really is. Um, here's here's my thing with Oklahoma. Um, Bear Bryant and I know that already we're get we're just getting people to just immediately turn us off. Yeah, we're, they're done. <laughs> Defense wins national championships. It's been said time and time again. It's been quoted time and time again. And for a while, I agreed, but I don't think that's football anymore. I think the football that Bear Bryant coached is kind of gone. And the time when you could stop the run and the game was over, right? Right. That's done. You stop Oklahoma's run now, it doesn't matter. You stop Georgia's run, it's bad. But I'm not sure Oklahoma can do that given that they're ranked 40th in rush defense. 40th. That's, that's okay. That's not terrible. Their pass defense is what really kills them. They average giving up four yards a game. Their opponents have 19 rushing touchdowns, right? It's a good bit. That's a chunk. I mean, that's that's a large portion of the field. And you're not going up against the TCUs or the Kansas States of the world that never run the ball. You're oh, going, you're going up, up against a strong Chubb. Nick Chubb, the strongest Chubb of all. Who is yeah, the Bradley fair- has an argument. Who is the fairest chub of them all? It's Nicholas, said the mirror. Georgia's got the <laughs> 11th ranked rushing offense in the nation. Uh, 10th is Alabama, by the way. Uh, they have <laughs> that, hate, that makes me hate us so much. Yes, they have. Uh, they average about a little under six yards per carry. So if Oklahoma's averaging, giving up four yards carry. And Georgia averages gaining six yards carry. Let's say that the game ends and Oklahoma averages giving up. We'll split it, split the difference. Even we'll give Oklahoma a little bit. We'll say 4.8, 4.9. Round that up. That's about five yards. So you're looking at third and inches or a first down every two carries. If we're just going off of averages, that's not good. That's really bad. On the other hand, you look at passing offense, 
and just the absolute astounding numbers that Baker Mayfield puts up. Um, scoring offense, they've got 77 touchdowns. Um, only 15 field goals. They average about 45 points a game. Um, so you, you take that and you take their uh, their passing offense. Look at Oklahoma's passing offense. Third in the nation. Uh, almost 5,000 yards. They're averaging 12 yards per attempt, right? Very good. I mean, it's just it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a very interesting game because it just kind of depends on whose defense shows up, and I feel like that's not what's gonna be talked about for the next two weeks. No, I, I feel like all we're gonna hear about for the next, oh, I guess, three weeks it is, um, is all about how great both offenses are, how Georgia can run the ball whenever and wherever they want, kind of like I just did, and how Baker Mayfield can sling it around the field, throw it wherever he wants. So it's really going to be about who scores more. And I don't think it's going to be that way. I think it's going to be about who gets that key stop. Give up stopping them on every drive. If you're either team, just give up on that thought. Just figure out the times when you need to come up with those key stops and make those drives count, make those series count, and you'll win the game. I think this game is more of a toss-up than people are giving Georgia credit for either. I think Georgia's got a great chance to win. I gave him I gave him a floor. I said they needed 30. The only way they don't need 30 is if they can force a fair amount of turnovers. But here's the thing that people forget about Baker Mayfield that gets lost in his passing numbers, his bravado, and all that stuff. He's a very, very efficient quarterback. I mean, the most efficient quarterback college football's ever seen, honestly. Number-wise, he's the number one most efficient quarterback college football's ever seen. He's broken Russell Wilson's records. He doesn't turn the ball over very often. He takes care of the ball, and he plays it with reckless abandon, which are two things that don't go together, right? Um, You know, this time last year, we all knew that Deshaun Watson was the best quarterback in college, but he turned the ball over a ton last year. Yeah. Baker Mayfield's not turning the ball over, right? He's just not. He's Jalen Hurts, but he's getting the yards. Uh, Passing yards allowed, by the way. Uh, Michigan ranked number one. Guess who's number two? Isn't that Alabama? Georgia. Oh, it's Georgia. There we go. Neat. So, you know, averaging giving up about five and a half yards per pass. It's going to be good. It's going to be – something's going to give uh, – I, I, I guess I kind of agree with you where I say this game isn't going to be won in the way that all the pundits are going to say it is. It's going to be something else. The most consistent defense looking at all these statistics, by the way, is Alabama. I just want to throw that out there. That's, I, that's what I told you. That's Shocking. what I told you. But Shocking we'll see. that um, that might happen. Kelly Bryant's, Kelly Bryant's a good quarterback. Hey, let's go to – let's talk about Auburn. Please. Can we? Please. Okay, so just uh, just imagine. I, objectively, hold on. Objectively before we start, because I know where this is headed. Uh, what a crazy season for them. Um, very impressed with the way that they were able to right the ship after the Clemson game when you and I were literally laughing at Stidham and how lost and confused that whole program looked. Gus, now we realize our quarterback will probably look the same exact way how, in, a, how, in three weeks. Yeah, how Gus was going to lose his job. Objectively, a great season for Auburn. You've got to be very excited if you're a fan. I don't know how you are, but if you're a fan of Auburn, uh, that's a very big step for that program. And if they can get another guy like Stidham, the SEC West needs to watch out. Now, objectively, as a human who um, – you know, hates to see suffering and human disappointment. 
you have to feel bad for what that team went through. But you slap an Auburn logo on it, and I don't give a rat's ass. No, it's fine. So, so, um, so they go from beating their two rivals, right, number one in the country at the time, at home in front of all their fans. They get to rush the field twice in three weeks. Oh, so much fun, right? Uh, they somehow put themselves in the SEC championship. Uh, they get the big win, 12 points over Alabama. And now they're in a situation where not only can they beat their two rivals, they can beat their rival a third time and be the first two-loss team and the hottest team in the country at the same time in the playoff. They were... You, they, they lose the game. So then, of course, you know, all Auburn eyes, they're sad, but you know the first thing their eyes do is go to the next television station and start watching Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And then they watch Wisconsin lose. And they just know. And then they have to go to bed convincing themselves that it's all going to be okay. Ohio State's still going to get in. Look at the arguments they have. They put on their Buckeye hat next to their Auburn sweater. And, you know, it just (laughs) – if this was happening to my team, I would be despondent over it. Because, again, the high of beating the two rivals to just turning around and you're now the talk of the country, and then they're both still in. You want to know the most frustrating thing for Auburn? This would this is what would kill me. We just beat our biggest rival in what is arguably the biggest rivalry game we've had ever other than kick six. Let's just let's face it, that's what it was, right? It's the second time we've ever played for all the marbles, so yes. Yes. You beat them. You beat Georgia two weeks earlier, like you said. Um and now you look up, both of those teams are in the playoffs, and here's the stat. Auburn is going to finish the season with at least three losses. And Georgia and Alabama can finish no worse than having two losses on the season, despite both of them having a loss to Auburn. Yeah, no, that's you know, that's tough to watch. That's tough to look at for them. Now uh, they've also played all the playoff teams seven times in the last really one calendar year, yeah. if you go back far enough to when they played Georgia last year. Seven times. Now let me ask you something. Uh if Auburn would have beaten LSU, and I know right now we're like splitting hairs, who do you put in? Oh, they put Auburn in over us. They'd have to, right? I 100% think if Auburn doesn't blow that second half against LSU, they're still in the playoff regardless of the SEC championship loss. So, what am I trying to say right now, people? Let's give it up for Ed Orgeron. <laughs> Let's give it up for Ed right? Orgeron and Kirk Ferentz. The, the <laughs> saviors of Alabama's playoff hopes. Ed Orgeron. I, I love it. I love it. I There was so much. What what bragging rights now do you have? Let's say Georgia or Alabama go and win the national championship. Let's say they don't. What bragging rights do you have this season if you're Auburn? We beat you? Great. I tweeted it and it caught on like wildfire. And I'm kind of pissed that my, uh, this is selfish, but I'm kind of pissed my Twitter's private. And here's why. I tweeted, Alabama wins national championships because Alabama's sole focus is on winning national championships. Auburn does not win national championships because Auburn's sole focus is beating Alabama. Period. You grew up in the state. You know it's true. No, oh, I know it's true. So, <laughs> and, and that that used to, and that the funny <laughs> thing is, is. That used to be what Alabama's game was about. It was just beating Auburn at the end yeah. of the year. That changed when Saban came. Yes. Yeah. Get the TVs out of the weight room. It's time to go to work. <clears throat> Saban's first thing he said on campus. 
I don't know. If you, really? Have you ever That's heard awesome. that story? Yeah. They walked in the weight room. It was, you know, a couple of days after he got hired. A bunch of guys are just watching ESPN, kind of milling around. And he looked at the facilities guy and he said, get these TVs out of here by tomorrow. We got work. Next awesome. day they were gone. I mean, it's just we're going to look back one day, too. And once the season's over, I really do. We really do need to talk about saving. Um, <laughs> to not only have a bye week. But did you hear what he did in that bye week? <laughs> he traveled to Miami, Birmingham, which isn't that far. Uh, two cities in the state of Tennessee. One city or two cities in the state of Georgia. And in Monroe, Louisiana. To recruit. During the SEC championship. I wonder if he watched the game. I, I know he didn't watch the playoff ceremony, or the uh, playoff reveal show. No, but he definitely lobbied for us. Do you know Do you know why he didn't watch that show? You know what he was doing? Recruiting. He was showing a recruit around campus. And he found out because he got back to the office and everybody told him. That's how he found out. Do you think there was any other college coach recruiting during that show? Sorry, with a playoff hope. No, oh, absolutely not. No way. Zero percent chance Urban Meyer is even thinking about recruiting right then. It's just... I don't know. Yeah, hate hate Alabama. Hate Nick Saban as much as you want, but don't hate the player. Hate the game, and hate the fact that Alabama has figured out how to do it better than most people. All right. So back to Auburn. Sorry. Sorry. No, I like that. I know, oh, that was a good I'm just, tangent. I'm, it's been two weeks, man. I'm just firing up. I'm just it's firing up. Tangent. The cylinders are just starting to go. We're at 50 minutes, and I don't see any end of this podcast. Nope. This might go six hours. I'm not sleeping. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so, you know, uh, speaking of which, though, so we'll be fair. You know what? I'm going to force you to be a fair fan because sure. we were. We were, hum- we were humbled. Uh, we were humbled absolutely. a week and a half ago in, in Auburn, and we absolutely were, and we saw it coming for a while. We kind of started to see it coming um, after Auburn played Mississippi State so well. Uh, it, it, we were like, oh, they're kind of. We said on that podcast, they're finding their way, and yes. you didn't disagree with me, and I was very proud of that. And we were humbled. So the future of this Auburn team is they keep their coach for the next seven years. Malzahn signs a seven-year extension uh, because obviously Arkansas wanted him. Right. They got Stidham for possibly two more years, at least one more year. Um, they have obviously a good stable of running backs. They've got a good defensive coordinator in Kevin Steele. Yep. Auburn's. Uh, they're going to be a problem for us next year too. It's going to be another dogfight. I, I, I just I think that this program's kind of found maybe not a steady excellence, but I don't think they're going to go back down to what they were in 2012 you anytime soon. No better than to try and predict what Auburn is going to do year by year. That's true. I do. I do. I do. But uh, next season they could win five games. Nothing would make me happier. I don't see it happening. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not saying it's likely at all. I'm just saying if it did, yeah, sure. That sounds about right. What else can you say? I mean, they're they're a great team this season. They're probably one of the best three-loss teams to play college football. Ever, maybe, really. And I know that's such like a ridiculous thing to say, but think about they're it. They're not the best three-loss team. 2010 Alabama is the best three-loss team ever, hey, okay? Don't, don't yeah. get that wrong. The most talented team Nick Saban's ever run out on a football field. They got 
that team would wipe of, this year's Auburn team off the floor. That, okay, that team <laughs> got run out of Bryant Denny Stadium against Cam Newton, and got run out of Tiger Stadium against. Uh, was it Jarrett Lee that year was their quarterback? Um, yeah, it would have been Jarrett Lee. My God, that was that was a uh, that was a maybe Reuben Randall and Jarvis oh. Landry went all over us, mm. or early Doucette, or one of those guys. I don't remember who. It was one of those LSU receivers. Future Tennessee um, head coach, early Doucette. Russell Shepard, maybe. I don't remember which one it was. There, we, LSU's had a lot of good receivers, man. Can we spend the last five minutes talking about Tennessee? Oh, huh. yeah. Go ahead. Where Where do we even – where do you want to start? Do you just want to start by saying, all right, forget everything that's happened. Who are they getting? Or should we just no? It's it's gone so bad, dude. It's gone so bad. It started from Butch is gone. Hallelujah, rejoice. Who are we gonna get? Right. So your Curry, your AD goes. I got a guy, and I think it would have been an okay hire. And he goes, let's go, Chiano. The fans because they wanted Gruden, right? They wanted Gruden so bad. So they bad. Pretend. Yes. I don't buy it. I don't buy this this outrage. And they get outraged and they and they protest. We will not support. Chiano, we will not support. Clay Chiano. Travis tweeted out John Curry's business card and said, "Call at will." Right? Okay, fine, fine. If the, if that's if they really were protesting, right? We don't we don't believe in what this guy stood for, even the, you know whatever the whole Penn State thing. I'm not going to dig into that because I'm just not right. So they do. They have to back out of that hire, and now nobody wants to go to Tennessee. Nobody. Nobody. So they go after all these guys. Jeff Brom. It looked like they're going to be really, really close to Jeff Brom from Purdue, who's a good coach, a respectable coach. Boy, they make her a up. A good, respectable coach. Pat's right? interference favorite. Nope. Pat's interference, uh, the last year's um, sweetheart. So then they protest again. No Jeff Brom. No Jeff Brom. Right? Okay, so if you're protesting a respected coach, then how does that – you just protested Shiano, right? Okay, he's not super respected in the business, but he's known as a commodity and he's a good coach. Um now you're going to go, no, Jeff Brom. To now where everybody's saying no. NC State's coach is saying no. Um, they got, you know, now they're down to maybe T. Martin because he's an alum. and But they're not going to hire anybody because now ever because then Jimbo Fisher left. <laughs> well, who's going to go to Tennessee when FSU might open up, right? Okay, but now FSU opens up. Well, they get uh, Willie Taggart today. Well, who's going to go to Tennessee when, when Oregon's opened up? You've got Oregon with a Willie Taggart recruiting class, too. Don't forget. Yeah. So, and they might keep Mario Cristobal, Alabama alum, Mario, not alum, but, like, used to coach at Alabama. Great recruiter, Mario Cristobal. He might be promoted. At that point, UCF's found their coach. Maybe Tennessee will get their guy. This could be tomorrow or the next day. But not until this carousel ends, because Tennessee's lower down the totem pole right now than UCF. Yeah. I've heard a lot more Kevin Sumlin to UCF than I have Kevin Sumlin to Tennessee. Well, now Heupel's going to UCF, but... Okay. They've had to wait an extra week or more because of a situation they created. Plus, the best part is that Philip Fulmer was the reason that this has all gone awry because he was sabotaging to become the AD, and they still made him the AD. It was the largest... They were beaten down so bad, they're like... Okay, fine. It's the largest non-military coup to happen in American <laughs> history. Not really. I'm sure there's others. I'm sure I'll hear from a bunch of people about, uh, actually, 1950, I don't care. It's the largest non-military coup in college football. How's that? 
Right, and now they're going to end up with Team Martin, and you know what USC is going to do? They're going to go, fine, keep them. Just good. Get them out of he here. He ruined our quarterback this year. He ruined Sam Darnold, who is going to be the next Brett Favre, but with legs like 2010 Vince Young. Ooh. Or 2005 okay. Vince Young, I should say. All right, we're talking about a future Hall of Famer in Tennessee. Future Tennessee head coach T. Martin ruined him. Yeah. Along with the help of Clay Helton, I'll be I'll be fair, but it was a, it was a group effort. It's just so. Who do you get if you're Tennessee? What what names are you looking at right now if you're Tennessee? Well, the most recent names I've seen, uh, there are four. There are T. Martin. There's Mel Tucker, who we mentioned to Georgia, which would be a mistake because we all know that defense is Kirby Smarts. Right. Uh, at least at this point in his career. Um, uh, Pruitt, Jeremy Pruitt, and uh, Steele at Auburn. So they're definitely now going the coordinator route. Um, no respected head coach is going to go to Tennessee. You don't think right? Les so Miles no, would do it? I said respected. <laughs> not that Les Miles is not disrespected, but it's not the same as getting a Gruden or no. a Taggart right. at this point right now. You're right. You're right. Then again, you could be Arizona State, hire Herm Edwards, and he didn't even know who the mascot was. Nope. <laughs> what? <He's laughs> that press, I don't know if you read the press release, but it didn't even feel like a college football coach was being hired. It's so weird. Herm Edwards was a humongous failure in the NFL. It's, it's, so you bring him to college where he has more work to do? More work to do and less patience. Where you need more patience. Uh, we don't need to start talking about no. Arizona State. That one's just going to be fun because that's now uh, Blake Barnett's head coach. So have fun. We'll have fun oh with that Oh, my the next gosh. Year. That is beautiful. He went from Saban to Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards. Have fun in Tempe. <laughs> oh, boy. Forks up, um, baby. So back to Tennessee. Back to Tennessee. Oh, and sorry, Brent Venables. So there's five. Brent Venables would be the other one. Please get Venables. Well, have you heard this rumor that Venables might be uh, – Going to coach with Chad Morris at Arkansas. Oh, really? Which, that's a good hire, by the way. Chad Morris is a good coach at SMU. Yes. He's like best buddies with Chad Morris. Best buddies. Very good friends. Mm. To the point where he might leave and go coach with his friend at Arkansas, which would be incredible for Alabama because they'd get a taste of what we went through last year. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. It's it's a mess. It's a I don't I don't have anything to say because I'm speechless about it. I'm speechless. Every single day I was on the road last week, I thought, this literally cannot get any worse. And then it would get immensely worse. Just unimaginably worse. I'm enjoying it like my favorite soap opera. It's so, I can't look away. It's it's awful. It's awful. Pity is is lost, obviously, because it's Tennessee. I got as, Because of this Tennessee. I got as pitiful as I could for them this week, or this year. After the Alabama game, and that yeah, it's not even fun anymore. That's just about it. Let's let's focus on the real teams. The big boys have got to play football here in a couple of weeks. Let's focus. So, like on we that. said, I believe we're going to come back. Um, we're about an we're about an hour now. We're going to come back uh, with you next week. Uh, we'll probably have just another generic podcast. We're going to have a generic one because there will be some coaching changes. We, you know, we we might see Venables as a as a head coach somewhere, or an off or defensive coordinator at Arkansas. Um, we'll just kind of talk uh, because there will be news concerning Alabama coming out of their camp. And then our record date for Alabama versus Clemson preview, we have decided will be Friday the 22nd. 
And so that look for that to be popping up that Saturday. That gives you a good week to listen to it leading up into the Sugar Bowl. Alabama-Clemson uh, will come, obviously. Uh, win or lose, we'll come back after that game with another podcast. That sound about right? Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Uh, we got a little housekeeping to do, too. Uh, everybody, I, I do want to apologize. I know we haven't podcasted in what seems like forever. I promise it really hasn't been that long. But uh, with – our work schedule is not really matching up. It's hard to do these late at night and justify doing them this late at night and then waking up early in the morning and going and putting 100% into our jobs. So we apologize for this. This is obviously it's 100% my fault that we didn't podcast last week and the week before uh, the amount of work that I had to do. And then last week I was on the road every single day. Uh, yeah, you just weren't even you didn't you weren't. I wasn't at you, home. You weren't. You weren't at home. So I was. Like it's not, I know. was in Pittsburgh for Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Wednesday night I flew to Salt Lake City, and I was in Salt Lake City till Friday. So there wasn't a ton of time. And then by the time we're not going to do one Saturday morning, we're going to do one Friday night. Right. So you have two hours to listen. Exactly. To the game so starts. we figured let's just get all the eggs in the basket. Let's let's bang out an hour, hour and fifteen, hour and ten, and we're a little under that, but that's okay. I think you guys are all right with that. Uh, let's let's just get that out. And we'll go from there. So I apologize. Uh, other housekeeping items. Brick, our dog shelter of the week is, let's see if you've heard of this one, the Humane Society of Bay County. Oh, he's coming here. I know about that one. Adoptions year to date, 483. And this month they've had 50. Do you know how many uh, live shots your boy's done at the Bay County Animal Shelter? Gr- Humane Society. Sorry, that's a different one. Let me guess. Humane Society of Bay County? Let me guess. Great people. Yeah, they're good people. Yeah. Over at, Absolutely. Ev- I've always had a good time there. Over at 1600 Bay Avenue in Panama City, Florida. They are uh, located inside. It's weird. They're located inside a dome kind of That's structure. how it looks right here on the website. Yep. The, the main it's phone is 850-215-7120. Uh, That's my area code that I live in, you, maybe. You can go to a, yeah, the, you just Google Humane Society of Bay County. It'll come up. They take you to adoptme.org, which is a great sort of it, – it's basically the Google of dog shelters and stuff. But they've got all these these great tabs, ways to give. Uh, sponsor a kennel is another great option if you just kind of want to – you don't really have a lot of time to volunteer. You don't want to adopt a dog, but you can sponsor a kennel. That's brilliant. You can shop with their own little Amazon thing, so it goes straight to them. Um they've got a ton of adoptable pets that do spay and neutering. They do health and first aid. Let me, let me tell you about, let me tell you about the spay and neutering. This isn't Please do. spay and neutering. I've got more facts for you. This is operation spay bay as they call it. I love right? it. So it's super cheap. I've gotten um, multiple pets done there. Uh, it's, it's so busy that you probably, you have to sign up for about two or three weeks in advance, Sure. but it's very cheap spay and neutering because you know, they, there was just a problem several years back of, of feral cats and dogs running around. And, and so that is a, it's a great way. They take them. You take them for the day. They treat them well. My pets all came back fine. They, didn't, they weren't traumatized. And, uh, yeah, so that's a little thing they do. And um, they got ducks out in the pond. So you adopt a cat, and then you walk out, and you see some cute little ducks. There you go. Hey, I'm, I'm coming to you, and here's why. All right, now this is the last part of this. By the time – and this is a challenge. By the time that college football season is over, I want you, I'm challenging you to either donate or volunteer one day at the Humane Society of Bay County. I can do that. Two bucks. All right, that's all I'm asking. 
That's that's my challenge. That's my challenge, challenge to definitely. you. It's Christmas. It's time to volunteer. It's time to give. Give back to people. Uh, and that's that's it. Again, if if you want to contact them, that is 850-215-7120 or just Google Humane Society of Bay County. It'll take you to their website. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. You want to catch us on social media. We are on Facebook at Pat's Interference. That's P-A-T apostrophe S Interference. We are on Twitter at P-I underscore podcast. Our website is patsinterference.com where you can listen to episodes. Uh, Brick, where else can you listen to episodes? You can listen to episodes on iTunes where we want you to leave us a nice little review because that's how we grow our brand, good or bad. We want to hear your feedback and we want to know what you think about uh, what we do and the product that we create. Um, if you're on, you know, not on Apple and you're on, say, Android like I used to be, you can go to Google Play, you can go to Stitcher or, or SoundCloud. You can get SoundCloud as well and that's uh, another good place to listen to us. Um, my personal favorite, just the website. The website's great. There's highlights in the background. You can you can see what was at the beginning of the season. You can see how far Alabama's come. Uh, you can also learn a little bit more about your host. We need to update those bio pages, too. I was looking at those the other day. Um, oh, are they a little dated? They're a little dated. They're not bad. Just little, little tweaks here and there that we need to make. But you can go learn more about us, our friendship, how we got started in this. Patrick Norwood works at the golf and if <laughs> If you want to help out. If you want to help us out, we're not asking for donations. We're not. We're not the uh, the Bay uh, the Bay County Humane Society, Humane Society of Bay County. Excuse me. I'm sure they get really angry about that. Uh, if you want to help us out, go on iTunes, give us a review, whether it's four stars, five stars, or five stars. You know, usually in that five star range is what we're looking for. But no, seriously, yeah. anything. Let us know what we can do better, how we can improve, and that's really what we're trying to do: is grow the brand and you know get a little better little bit better as the years go on we're hoping to make this because this isn't like a three year and done thing people all right yeah i know we've been on a hiatus but we're not gone by any means still going strong not the end this is the beginning all right so in a couple years when we get this you know get this thing going a little more regular we want to build up the base build up the base build up the base and then just give you guys all the rewards for it um so please give us that itunes review Give us a shout on Facebook and Twitter. Let us know what you think. And, uh, Brick, I, I guess that's it. So most importantly, roll tide. Roll tide.